are you stuck on where to start when it comes to getting in shape, feeling more confident in your body, or eating right? I want to break the idea that you have to stick to a diet and crazy workout routine in order to be healthy and reach your goals. Hey guys, I'm Emily Kaufman. I was a burnt out division one athlete, turned stay at home couch potato, now turned group fitness junkie. If you're ready to ditch finding the perfect diet and workout routines that make you feel weak, this is the place for you. Welcome to the tribe, Girls Gone Healthy. Welcome back to Girls Gone Healthy. For this week's episode, we're joined by Vishal, and he talks about his own personal fitness story with this casual conversation episode. So for him, fitness has been something in his life that he's had to keep going back to. He has moved several times for school. He then got into an accident that he had to recover from. And all of these times, he's kept going back to fitness as a way to improve his life. And so... I think we can learn a lot from this because he wasn't thinking of it as, oh, I have to reset again. Oh, I have to reset. Like, I'm no longer following this plan, right? Because life threw him all these curveballs. He ended up on bed rest for months. And instead of having that mindset of, you know, I didn't reach my certain goal by this certain date, we're just throwing it out or, oh, I have to reset and start from scratch. It's like, no, take those past trials that you've been through. Take any situation that's been challenging for you and you can learn from that because you're not starting from scratch. You have all these past experiences to build from. So whether that is in fitness and trying to get fitness goals or just in life in general, you learn so much about yourself every trial that you're put through. So we hear that today from Vishal in his fitness story. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to him. Before we jump into that, just a few things. We do have links below on where you can connect with me on social media. I would love to take this conversation more personal with you guys instead of me just talking at you every day. I'd love to hear from you. So go check us out on Instagram and go check out our merch store below. So I'm just excited that you're here joining us today. I know that you've had quite the history, so I'd love if you could talk a little bit about what initially led you to working out. I'll start telling you from my childhood. So my childhood was completely filled with, uh, in the in terms of education, I was a low grader. So nothing fancy, nothing good in education. I was always that kid who was not good in studies. And also I'm in the same family where my sister was one of the top crackers in her class. And so she was good in her class. She was good in her uh, hobbies, interests and stuff. So she was very good in everything. And so I was the kid who was told that, you know, be like your sister, you should learn from her and stuff. So I had a very weak educational background because of which I was also sent to India. Like in after I finished my ninth standard here in the UAE, so my parents decided that they'll send me over to a boarding school in India to improve myself, to develop more skills and be independent. So that's going to be the ultimate goal. Like that's what they felt uh, I would be good at after the boarding school. So I was sent to boarding school and... Um, I lived most of my life here in UAE. So like basically in a year, we just used to go to India that to just to our family places like within our family and uh, in our house itself. We didn't go used to go anywhere outside. Why I'm telling you this is because most of my time was spent here in UAE and the kind of friend circle which I have here is very decent. So all the kids were nice. 
no cursing and stuff, uh, nothing bad, all decent kids along with me. And so that was the kind of body language, that was the kind of nature which I had myself. But when I went to India in the boarding school, I realized that the people were very different. Like they had a completely different way of speaking. Although, yes, I do understand the language. I'm talking about the way they spoke. Like they, cursing was very normal for them. Like it was part of their language. And the way how they walked, talked, sat, everything was different. So I felt the uh, different one at that particular time. But anyways, so on the sixth day itself within the hostel, I was beat up very badly. Uh, as I was just walking in the corridor, there was a small issue because of which they just called me over to the room. And I thought it was going to be a peaceful problem, problem solving, uh, but they actually beat me up at that day itself. So it was just the sixth day. I hadn't talked to anyone because I couldn't manage to make friends. Like nobody talked to me until six days and then this happened. So that was basically the starting of the bullying phase in my life. And it really came like a wrecking ball. It came very bad. So I was beat up on the sixth day. And after that, I like after that, it was just continuously being teased by people. I was teased by the other students for the way how I spoke, like some of the words, how I, the way how I pronounced it was completely different. So they just caught that. They teased me over for that. They, they teased me because I was extremely skinny. They teased me because I was looking different from them. So because of all of these things, like life became, life just went to a very dark place and I wasn't happy at that particular time. And as this went on, every day was darker than the previous one. And, uh, Probably after one month or so, I realized that, you know, things need to change and maybe I need to be the one who needs to. So the way how fitness started for me was that those guys used to bully me a lot. Like even physically, they used to torture me. So I decided that I'll start exercising. We didn't have internet access or anything. So the way how I started fitness was just by recalling the exercises which I saw in the movies. So... I still used to hide and work out because I was never comfortable performing those workouts in front of them. Like I barely just did anything. I did squats maybe and I did push-ups. Um, I did a few bicep curls with the bag itself, my school bag. So that's all what I did, but I did it very secretly. I did it always while hiding. It was between the buses. I used to do it between the buses uh, during the evening sports time. So I was going through a very bad time and fitness came into my life in that way that I'll build a better body so that once if I become a bigger dude, maybe they'll not bully me. They'll not torture me. Probably after two weeks itself, one of the person in hostel, they spotted me. And as soon as I was spotted, of course, that became another creative topic for them to tease me about. And uh, they started teasing me for, you know, like as if I was going to do something too good or something like they started teasing me in very bad ways of course feeling that and experiencing that whole bullying thing come even stronger to me because even when I was trying to practice fitness for my own self-defense it just became worse and I felt demotivated and I left exercising now for another one month or so I didn't exercise at all I completely left it and I became that silent kid not talking to anybody not doing anything that's it also there was a moment like before this library incidents the bullying phase went continuous. They started teasing me for even when I was exercising. So I had left it for about a month. And about a month after, I realized that, you know, that if they're anyways teasing me, so I can maybe continue my exercise. Why do I have to stop because of them? 
but at that particular time my mindset was completely different at that particular time this was the second time when i started doing fitness at that particular time it was all about releasing my anger it was all about releasing my frustration because of what the other kids used to do with me and so it was a very bad vibe but i just wanted to get it out in some way so fitness became that medium on the second time yeah so you kind of started cuz you're getting bullied you thought that this would help you no longer be the skinny kid and then they continued making fun of you but you realize you're like oh but i do enjoy this in my life so if they're going to make fun of me either way might as well be doing what i like that's an awesome story too because yes it definitely sucked how you ended up getting there to begin with but then you did find this joy in your life from working out you found this book that gave you the right mindset of oh you can work towards something this can be something that you really like and so i'm glad that all of those things were able to happen for you yeah very true yeah and then i know that this is definitely not the end of your fitness journey this was just from your childhood um can you go into what happened when you went to university later on uh definitely so i started working out with a different uh, approach right so there was a much more positive approach towards fitness after the read- after reading the book my life completely changed in 10th standard i was in the 10th grade so like my life started to change after reading the book i became good in education i became uh, passionate about uh, fitness and i also became good at arts i started making friends so life became very nice but when i was in the university second year of course when i went into the university i made friends immediately and i was all chill with the indian kind of an attitude which i was supposed to have initially as well so i was all blending with people i i made good friends i was good in academics as well so in second year uh, my sister had her engagement so my parents came to india and like we celebrated it after a few days my father had to leave india and come back to uae for his job so he called me over for a family dinner so i went home for a family dinner and i was in hostel even in college so that's why i'm saying that i went to home for having the family dinner and i saw a very cool bike standing in front of my high um, in in front of my house which was bought by my sister's fiance so he had bought that very cool sporty bike i was used to riding two wheelers and four wheelers but i was never thrilled to ride them like completely you know full speed or something like that so when i saw that bike i started requesting and after requesting again and again somehow my parents agreed that okay you can take it for a ride i just wanted to take a feel of it they agreed because i said that i'll go very near by the house itself i'll not go too far at that particular time it was winters in india and uh, the place where we were living was very deserted there were not many people there so the little shops which were there which were there uh, they had already closed their shops and gone back home because it was winters So I took that bike for a round and I didn't wear a helmet because considering like you know <laughs> the place was deserted and I was like very near to the house so I wasn't bothered wearing a helmet <laughs> maybe my mistake so I was just around my house and I started receiving a call on my phone at the same particular time when the phone started ringing I was I could also hear a high speed car sound which was way far from me but I could hear it so what i did was i parked the bike on the off road side like i got i got off the road and i parked the bike and i started to see who was calling me while i was taking out my phone and checking the call of list i found out that like i was feeling the car sound increasing 
that's when I realized that maybe it might be coming through the road, which is just beside me. So I turned back just to see. I wasn't concerned because I was way far from the road. I was not on the road. So when I turned back, the car was coming right, like it was on the road itself, but it was coming right towards me. It was coming off road. I do not know why. So it was coming right towards me. And like that was barely just two seconds or three seconds. And I didn't even have, I didn't have any reflex action what to do. But that's the last thing which I remember turning back and I saw this big white color SUV just high speeding towards me. So what happened after that was it hit me. The bike went uh, drifting away on the road, like meters away. And the impact was such that I went flying. Like it was a two lane road where I was standing. And in the middle, there was uh, dividers, like cement pillars. And there was this two lane road, uh, road on the other side as well. So the impact was such that the car hit the bike, the bike went forward. But the because of the impact, I went airborne towards the cement pillars. And I was basically found at the cement pillars and the cement pillar with which I had hit was broken into three pieces. Like it was reinforced with the cement, like it was reinforced with con, uh, steel and everything, but it was broken into three pieces. And uh, there were no scratches on my body. Like even after the accident and the recovery was done, there were no scratches on my body. So that clearly said that it was a face first impact. So the pillow was broken into three pieces and my face was broken into 14. So I was, I was, I almost left my body, I'll say, because I wasn't conscious. I, I knew nothing after the car. Like that was the last image which I saw. Basically how I was saved was a combination of coincidences, a combination of, you know, something which I call God's power because I believe in God. Some people believe in superpowers. So it's that superpower that saved me. It's the prayers. It's the, you know, not giving up in a very critical condition. Like everybody was supporting me. Anyways, fast forward, when I had recovered from the accident, uh, there was a day, there was a particular day when I was at home bed rest. So this was one of the, uh, this was the fifth month after the accident. I was at home. I was told to have strict bed rest and I was there with my mother in the house. My mother had gone to the kitchen to cook uh, lunch. And uh, at the same time, I was curious because from five months, I hadn't seen myself. I, I knew nothing about how I looked. I knew that an accident had happened, but I was quite positive. I was not negative about that. So I just, I was curious to see myself. I got out of bed, stood up and I decided I'll go to my room and just have a look how I, how I am physically right now. So as soon as I stood up, I felt dizzy. I, I almost tripped over. So I immediately just took support of the wall. And while taking the support of the wall, I walked towards my room and entered the room and I saw like switched on the lights, saw myself in the mirror. And boy, that was that was one of the shocking, most shocking parts of my life. Like I'm looking in the mirror and I could barely recognize me. <laughs> my face looks same, but it like no cheeks. I was so skinny at that time. I, I saw my like hands. Uh, I slowly unbuttoned my shirt, which I was wearing from long time, like from the hospital. I, I unbuttoned it and I saw myself in the mirror. And before the accident, I had made a very good, decent body. Like I had some gains on me. I had some muscle. But that day when I looked at myself in the mirror, I could see only rib cage, no chest. And I couldn't see any bicep, tricep, forearms. I could just see bones on my hands. So 
i was really freaked out at that time i was really freaked out so i had basically become the like i had reached to that level i was the most skinny i had ever been in my life so i could have been emotional and i could stay like that i've gone into a depression state at that moment itself but it didn't happen so i was looking at myself in the mirror and i did tell you that positivity became my like biggest thing which i found in my 10th grade and that really got engraved in me like that became a permanent part of my life yeah well you can tell even now like you're laughing and i could tell that you're just smiling throughout that story of you going through that tragic accident and so it's crazy that you're like oh yeah you know i went face first in the, the cement pole and somehow you can like still smile about it you can still see not the good in it but just the fact that it did happen in your life and you're not dwelling on it it was because of the situations it was because of the incidents which were happening while i was like i was nowhere conscious until 2 months when the accident happened until 2 months i didn't open my eyes and until 4 months i was in icu and for one month or two one and a half months i was there at home like strict bed rest and among this whole time i didn't miss my uh, semester as well in college i gave my exams in a very bad condition uh, after a lot of requests and stuff my sister requested the university they gave me a special paper and stuff so there was an incidents where i was standing in front of like I, i'm just telling you one part of this okay because it's it's related so i was standing there in front of my college uh, my mother had requested the doctors to give me permission to go to the college just to give the exam because i was stubborn i wanted to give the exam like the moment in that fifth month when i was recovering in the home i realized that you know what about my college i was in college and i had barely just attended two or three weeks in the third semester and five months passed that means my exams were probably coming so i asked my friends and it was actually coming just one week away and of course i couldn't prepare for anything but i was stubborn i told my mother that you know i'll not give up i need to give these exams i said that i'll fail but i'll not sit in the same semester without trying the exams like that was my mentality so my mother somehow seeing that stubborn nature she requested the doctors my sister requested my university to do something about it because of course i couldn't give the normal uh, examination papers i didn't know this was happening in the background i was just prepared mentally for the exams but my sister talked about it so uh, my university basically prepared a multiple choice question paper for me and then came this incidents okay now let's get to it so i was standing in front of the uh, college gate my university's main gate and on the right side is my mother on the left side is my sister and they're supporting me because i couldn't even walk so they had to support me while i walked and i had this nasal pipe like there there is a pipe which goes through the nose like because my jaw was completely locked as it was shattered so my jaw was locked there was only a pipe going through my nose which was used for putting all the medicines and stuff there was crepe banded around my head and uh, i wasn't in my best physical appearance but i was there to give my exams and so i went inside and i could see that many people were looking at me my friends came running over trying to scream at me that why wasn't i resting and stuff but you know uh, as i said positivity has really taught me all the six lessons and this particular incidents which i was telling you is related to one of the lessons which is called never giving up never give up in your life regardless of what condition you are in because you know it's it's simple to say to someone that never give up but 
it's much better to explain how should you never give up so my story says that like regardless of how i was looking regardless of what medical conditions were on me i was there to give the exams because i just didn't want to give up and like accept failure because of giving up i wanted to try and maybe accept failure that was much better for me so i was standing there i gave the exams and yes i made through even though i was offered like i was given offers by my friends and stuff that you know will help you cheat and stuff but i didn't ask, i didn't ask anything uh, they basically told my sister that you know you're going inside with him so if he has any doubts just message us take our number and message us so my sister was watching me as i told all the answers to the questions and she was like don't you want to ask your friends you haven't studied anything i was like no it's okay <laughs> so yeah that's one of the lessons which is never give up regardless of what condition you're in be it related to your relationship be it related to your medical health be it related to your uh, financial status your anything so of course i said that medical help but that does not mean that you are told to have bed rest and you're going to the gym trying to lift dumbbells and stuff don't do something which harms you but never accept defeat by giving up too quickly yeah and i love that too because you've definitely lived it in all parts of your life especially when you were first recovering i didn't know that you had even you know gone back to uni finished those exams that you were not prepared for and then when you were in that recovery phase obviously you weren't going and lifting dumbbells but how did you get that motivation to go okay i haven't worked out in you know 6 months to a year i'm going to start working out again because your original motivation of i'm going to stop being the skinny guy and all of that that was way gone you're in a completely different point of your life now so what motivated you this time yeah so i was telling you that there was that incident right when i was standing in front of the mirror, mirror and i first time saw me after those 5 months and i looked completely different so at that particular time when i was looking at myself yes i had tears in my eyes which i was not allowed to there were some medic- there were uh, probably four or five medical conditions which i was dealing with even after recovery and out of which two or three i'm still suffering today so um at that particular time i was not allowed to have any serious emotions that was one of the medical conditions one of the strangest one but one of the toughest but one of the most fruitful one fast forward to today i still cannot hear from my left ear i still cannot smell um i still have the brain condition and i still have double vision so um but i have prism specs to save me so i'm using prism specs which help me probably i'll say to 75% level to 75% i can see things much better without glasses uh, with glasses left ear no solution nose no solution and for the brain with positivity you can convert anything negative in your life into something really beautiful something really worth uh, you know appreciating something really worth feeling good about that you have it like feeling as if it's a blessing so why do i say this because i learned this lesson while i was trying to get used to my new self so i used positivity to think of all the medical problems in a very good way so for double vision obviously there was nothing but prism specs which helped me but since for the fact that i couldn't hear from my left ear i made it as my own advantage because i was studying in an architectural uh, like i was studying architecture in my university bachelor's in architecture so the classrooms used to be very noisy so 
I considered this as my advantage that whenever people used to make a lot of noise, I just had to sit with my left ear, uh, my left hand on my left ear and completely close it like tight pack. And with my right hand still free, I could still work. So no issues for me, like closing the ear or anything like that. So I could still work while closing my ears. So I considered that as my advantage rather than disadvantage. Since the fact that I couldn't smell, that was easy for me. Whenever we used to go for site visits, uh, my friends used to feel bad that, you know, oh man, so it's such a bad smell here and this and stuff. When I used to go to the gym, like some people used to complain, oh no, it's smelling and stuff. <laughs> And I was the immortal person there, not even smelling anything. <laughs> so even if I'm in the gym, I'm continuing my workout regardless of any smells. So I I basically turned all those medical conditions into something positive. And that's the sixth lesson which I was telling about. And of course, I wouldn't forget the brain condition. One of the hardest things for me to get used to, but that eventually became a blessing for me. I still consider that was the best part that ever happened to me. So how did I convert that? I promised to myself, firstly, that I'll break this medical condition. So I promised that if at all, I'll be very happy or very overjoyed or something, I'll not stop it. That's one emotion I'll not stop, regardless of what the doctors tell me. It's okay. Because I considered it positive and positivity couldn't harm me. So that's how I took it. Whereas for the other emotions, which was depression, getting angry or anything, um, I considered that... Like I changed my behavior basically. Even when I was there in college and my faculties used to scold at me by chance, <laughs> it was not very really often, but whenever they used to, I used to have this different approach. They're scolding to me and inside my mind, I'm thinking just let them stop scolding and I'll crack a joke, I'll do something funny and we'll laugh together. <laughs> so that became my attitude and that became my character eventually. And even today it's me. If someone tries to make me angry, I have many ways to have to be happy in front of an angry person as well. <laughs> so that was about positivity. Anyways, you had asked me about what became my motivation. At that particular time, I was standing in front of the mirror, looking at myself completely different, completely in a new body. <laughs> so even though I had tears in my eyes, I quickly just snapped out of it. Like as soon as I had that tear, I realized that I was having tear and I realized that I had to stop. I wiped it off and I told to myself that, you know, Vishal, it's okay. You took four years in building that body. And this time will take much shorter time because you're more experienced now and you'll start working out from today itself and you'll build a better body. So at that particular time, what motivated me was that I had already faced lots of challenges in my life. Uh, I was not good in education. That was one. I was there being bullied in school. That was two. And there were many other challenges in this whole journey as well. I didn't have any interest. I didn't have any hobbies. I wasn't good enough at anything. I wasn't social enough. Like I didn't used to talk to people and stuff. So every time I was taunted, every time I was told my weakness about that was something demotivating for me so i already had so many challenges which i had already got out of so at that particular time what motivated me was that you know vishal you have already done so much you better not give up at this also maybe this can become a new chapter in my life maybe this can be something which i would uh, always feel good about later so let's start today itself now believe me when i say this when i said 
to myself that I'll start from today. I was standing with that. I still had nasal pipe in uh, in my nose. I had crepe bandit around my head and I could barely stand. But at that determination point, I took out the resistant band from my cupboard, put it under my leg and I started curling. I was like, bicep should be the first thing which I need to get. And I was completely focused. <laughs> and just after a few seconds, my mother came inside the room and she was staring at me. She was shocked. What am I doing in a bed rest period? And she screamed at me and she started talking to me and I explained to her that I really need to improve. I cannot see myself like this. So me and my mother had a deal. She told me that, you know, Vishal, when you recover, please do this, but don't do this now. So I agreed it for my mother. And when the doctors gave me the green signal that I can start exercising, it took me just three to three and a half months to gain all the muscles which I had lost because of the accident. Just three months or three and a half months. It took me four years initially before the accident. And this time it took me just three to three and a half months, all because of determination, motivation. And that motivation came from self-motivation. I didn't go to YouTube to watch somebody else because I knew my story was mine. Wow. I really love that. And you mentioned two really good parts that I want to go back to. It's one, you were accepting your new body. There were permanent changes that happened. There were loss of smell, loss of hearing, different things, but you weren't like, okay, I'm going to get my body exactly back to how it was. You were adapting to those changes and accepting that some of them were permanent. And then the second part that you mentioned too, was the fact that you weren't starting over. So yes, you technically did lose all the weight, you lost all of the muscle, but you learned so much from going through that the first time that you weren't starting over from scratch, you had already experienced it. So the fact that, you know, what took you four years the first time to learn, then only took three months the second time around, I think that speaks huge measures of whatever anyone's going through, it's not starting over, you already have these past experiences to pull from. Exactly. That, that is so true in case of anything, like anything you're going through in life right now. If you have come to a point of failure, just know that when you're going to start again, you are not at level zero. You, you have some of the other knowledge, you have that experience because of which probably when you will try it this time, you're going to be way ahead in progress. So that was me just within three and a half to four months. I gained all the muscles back and I was happy, but I wasn't satisfied. I wanted to, like, I knew that I had gained the progress. I had come back on track and I was like, okay, now let's go for more. And that's, that's basically the second time when I was, uh, that's, that's the second point of uh, point in my life when I really needed something. And that's how I got it. And that's how fitness continued for me. After that, it was just passion, just learning more stuff. Uh, I'll tell you something like in this whole process, whether be it those four years or these three and a half months or after that, there were failures in that too. There were failures and there were points where I saw just zero improvement. But the thing which I tell even to people whom I'm trying to coach today, it's try to focus on progress, not perfection. Don't try to just focus on the end point. Just don't try to focus on the end destination. Try to focus on the journey. And that is something which is really important for anybody who's facing a hard time. It's like, just try to focus that you're trying. And that's one of the mantras that I live on. If you'll never try, you'll never know. So if you're just sitting and, you know, feeling bad about that, you just came to a point of failure. It's better to at least 
try like it's going to be worth it it's surely going to be worth it it has been worth it for anybody who has tried until today wow that is so awesome i love that you share your story because it helps not only you because that's what pulled you back out but also all of your clients anyone listening to this now i think that people can learn a lot from this um i would just want to give you a minute now kind of talk about your coaching that you offer and then where they can find you it took me years of experience to come to this stage and i've just started taking clients i had done many challenges before and it's all about transformations and stuff basically what i do currently is i am an online fitness coach i help people transform into the best versions of themselves but telling so much about my story it does, it does not go neglected the way how i try to coach people is along with those experiences which i have had i try to get them experience in that in a much more decent and easier way so the way how i coach people is not just fitness i do not advise them like i do not just give them workout plans or diet plans but rather i focus very much upon their mental state on their motivational levels um on their mindset and how they can be motivated throughout the challenges throughout the program so i focus more on the mental side along with the physical side so that's how i have started to come into fitness and um right now just within a few days i launch out a flyer as well that i'm launching three programs completely based upon transformations these transformations are mental as well as physical together so it's two in one <laughs> and the place where you can find me is primarily on instagram i'm very active on instagram the ig handle which i have is v.s_ironfit so that's my ig handle perfect and so once again his instagram will be down there so make sure to follow just cuz i know that you do post videos too with just free great information so yeah thank you so much for coming on today thank you so much for tuning in If you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor and take a screenshot right now and post it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast. Come say hi. Come say what's up. I'd love to connect with you and this would help support me to continue bringing you free content. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.